I'm sure it's not hard for you to believe that one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. About a year ago, I signed up for the Lifetime All Languages Learning account with Babbel because I'm just that enthusiastic to learn. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed to help you start immersing yourself in a new language ASAP. They also have these cool virtual, very intimate classes that you can drop into and you can interact with other students as well as learn hands-on from a teacher. Babbel's tips and tools are accessible and they are approachable. So if you're really serious about learning that new language, here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Okay, right now you get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash SPQ. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash SPQ spelled B-A-B-B. El.com slash SPQ. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is a Maisie Media production. Hello, most awesome one. Welcome back to another episode of the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast. If you've been here before and if you're new, then just welcome in general. So as we prepare for the relaunch of new episodes in the fall, I have another digging in the crates goodie for you. This episode was so nostalgic for me because it brought back the memories of when I lived briefly in London and my guest that you're going to hear from very soon created a whole program for people to work remotely. Go figure. And this was before the pandemic. This was before it was necessary for people. And wow, I hope that you're able to listen to this episode and just be inspired by what you can make happen if it is something that has been a dream of yours that you've been holding on to, because that's exactly what my guest did. And I can't wait for you to hear her story and what It took for her to create something that didn't exist, actually, not the way that she envisioned it. So as you can imagine, with the pandemic, with the years passing, things change. People's lives change. This is not exactly what she's doing right now, but I think you'll be able to hear that in her spirit, she is always going to be someone who incorporates international travel and living into her day-to-day and that's exactly what she's doing to this day so check it out I won't talk and chat and hold you any longer I hope you enjoy and if you do be sure to let me know what your favorite part of this conversation was on social media you can find me on instagram at ayana a-h-y-i-a-n-a dot angel see you soon on today's show, we have a switch, pivot, or quit chat with Chief Wanderers, Libria Jones of My Wonder Year. She's a former IT woman who worked as a project manager for a software company. But despite loving her work and life, Libria felt a pull to experience life as she had always dreamed. So she created My Wonder Year. Her specific program takes 
30 people from all over the U.S. and allows them to work remotely for a year while living, exploring, and experiencing different countries. My Wonder Year fills a void in the market for families that want to travel and work remotely. It was created out of a desire to see the world with her daughter. Let's hear about her experience. Welcome to the show, Labria. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. So first off, tell us where you are currently and where you're living right now, because your your journey has already begun. Yes, I'm actually in our third location. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing four locations for the whole year, and we've done Prague, Czech Republic, Chiang Mai, Thailand, and we are currently in Cape Town, South Africa. That's not a bad place to be. <laughs> it's yeah. gorgeous here. So tell us how you got here. Let's start with how you went from working in IT to heading up a dynamic program like My Wonder Year. Sure. My Wonder Year is a program full of what I like to call wanderists who are pretty much dope people traveling the world doing dope stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a group of about 19 people that we're traveling the world for a whole year, living a life that we don't have to vacation from is mm-hmm. what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. And how I got here is I was working in IT as, as a project manager and realized that I was running out of time to live this dream that I've had since I was 19 to mm-hmm. travel the world or live out of the country for at least a year. And I say I was running out of town because my daughter, it was going to be her last year in middle school. I've always wanted to leave before she started high school. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I only had one of my last chance. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for opportunities and just kind of ran up upon a whole bunch of roadblocks and obstacles in doing so. And actually found a cool program that's similar to what I'm doing now that I wanted to apply for to travel Mm -hmm. the world for a year. But I realized that they didn't accept children. And Mm -hmm. I clearly have one. And I, I don't know, I was just exasperated and tired and, and just at the point of being like, you just never mind, I just won't try it. And then I, I decided that, you know, nobody else should decide my future for me. So mm. I figured what the heck, I just do it myself. And I presumed that there were other people like me who figured they couldn't do it either for whatever reason. And so I thought, you know, let me do this for me and let me do this for them. And mm. I have, you know, 19 people who fit that description. That is amazing. (laughs) So so to clarify for us, are you still working full-time right now while participating in My Wonder Year? No, I work for myself full-time. My original plan was to continue working full-time. I worked full-time while I was launching the business, Mm -hmm. but I stopped working in IT maybe a month or two before we left the U.S., Mm. And I'm sure it's time consuming and and probably a bit overwhelming creating a program that takes people on the road for a year. Yeah, it is. It's definitely a lot of moving parts. So we tend to have a home base in one place Mm -hmm. for three months and we don't control people's schedule so they can come and go as they please. Mm -hmm. Our goal was to put people in a city just long enough for it to feel like home. Right. And we felt like three months was a good amount of time for you to really feel like you know the city, mm-hmm. but also get out and visit other places without feeling like you missed out on the, the city that's on the actual trip. And so I think up to this point, we probably had collectively over 100 or so side trips. The locations that we go to is so inexpensive to, you know, kind of get around. Once you, we were in Prague, it was you know, for instance, it'd be $100 to fly to Paris and back or $60 to fly to Rome and back. It seems like this just gives people an opportunity to explore more than maybe they would 
on their own too, because I'm sure that during this experience, you meet other people that may want to do some of the same things that you want to do. And then the barrier to doing it is very, there, there is no barrier because it's like, if you're coming from the States, you have to get people on board for this international travel and people tend to fall off and stuff. But if you're already sort of in proximity, it's easier to make it happen, right? Yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That's pretty much where the majority of the value in what we do comes into play. So it's not as easy to say, hey, girl, what you doing? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's travel the world for a year. Right. <laughs> nobody, nobody has friends they can just call up and say, right. let's go travel the world for a year. And so what we did was we put those friends together for people to do that. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, we've also created micro communities. They get together and travel together on a regular basis. And whether mm-hmm. you're a solo traveler or not, the difference is, like you said, you'd be doing all these trips from the States. So you might not get to hit you know, five or six countries in Europe on a trip or in one year, but because you're living in Europe for three months and it's so easy to just, you know, hop a train or, you know, hop a quick flight, you can, Mm -hmm. you know, see more, you get a lot more compacted into that three months. Right. And that's, that's such a good point because I, as you know, because Bria, for background, you guys, we met in Paris when I was living in London for four months. And that was just enough time. It was enough time for me to get acclimated to the city. It was enough time for me to feel comfortable moving around, especially by myself. But it was also enough time for me to bounce around and go to other cities and visit other countries. So it was like perfect timing. So I think the the duration that you guys spend in these places, that's like, key right there <laughs> that's clutch <laughs> for sure so. it is it is and i mm-hmm. i need to have an aside for just a moment your trip to london was <laughs> so freaking epic i thoroughly you know it's been what three 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 or four years now yeah like three years yeah i think almost three and, years and yeah. i still remember it i still remember <laughs> your trip and i still remember your story and i still remember just being in complete awe of what you were doing oh, back then and you. i don't know if you know this but that trip it's kind of what sparked <laughs> all of my travels. Like I, <laughs> it was my first trip out of the country in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I haven't stopped since then. Since we got wow. back from Paris, I have not stopped going. <laughs> wow, that is so dope. The other thing that's great about what's happening here is not just proving to ourselves that we can design our lives. We can do this. We can go and travel for a year and see all these great things. But for most of the people, actually, I'd say all of the people that have come on the trip, their possibilities have changed now. So now Mm. they're completely rethinking what Mm. their plans are for their lives because Mm. they've seen what's possible. They've seen what's available to them. Most of them aren't even planning to go back to the U.S. at this point. Wow. It just really opens up your world. And that's one of the things that I know I definitely experienced when I came back. My outlook on things was different. My goals and aspirations had changed because it was like, I truly feel now like people tell you, you can do anything. You can be anything. You hear that. But once you're in a space where you really feel empowered and you feel like you're taking control in a sense, and you're really doing things that are out of the box and you're just not really conforming to the norms, you then really feel like you can do anything. And I'm not worried Mm -hmm. about what people say or what they think. I'm really, really concerned with doing what's best for me and what feels good for me. Absolutely. Everybody here is learning so much, not just about the world, but the crazy thing is, is what you really learn about yourself mm-hmm. when you remove yourself from everything that you're familiar with. Yeah. You don't have your crutches and your familiarity and your security blankets and your 
safety nets, right? Yeah. And you're putting yourself on a daily basis in unfamiliar territory with right. new people, new surroundings, new customs, and things that don't necessarily match up with what you expect it, with what your expectations are. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think one of the most valuable things that people are learning on this journey is who they really are. Hmm. Right. It makes you dig a little deeper. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So in the last few years, people have been like more and more obsessed with travel and like this nomad lifestyle. And I think at the point where we were in Paris, that was sort of like the tip off of everything. Like it was really getting ramped up at that point in about 2013, 14. So how would you describe life right now for you in one word? Oh my God. <laughs> so much pressure. So I know. Words. You're only going to give me one? Yeah, just one. Because you're living like this, this lifestyle that so many people sort of aspire to live right now. So I want them to know what it feels like to live in your world. What's that one word that would describe your world right now? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I wish you could see. There's a picture in my brain of a whole bunch of words flying yeah. around. If I had to pick one word, it would be unexpected. Mm. I wish you could see my face. I'm surprised that that's the word that came out. But I um, love it. <laughs> that's real. <laughs> um, and in good and bad ways. Don't get me wrong. I say that because there are so many things that I just didn't expect how I would react to them. Mm. I didn't expect to miss my friends so much. Obviously, I knew I would miss my friends, right? But I just didn't expect how much I would miss them. Mm. And I think part of that is because in all of the excitement of doing this, you know, everybody wants to talk about how great it is and how much you're looking forward to it. And we don't really think about the fact that Whitney Houston said it in a Mm. when they're still song. For every win, someone must lose, right? For every gain, Mm. there's a loss. Like there's a flip side to everything. And while this is an amazing experience, there's something I'm sacrificing for this experience. Right. And so there are definitely times where it hits me like, oh my God, like my friends are out having a great time and I'm missing out on that. So it's it's really interesting to see life continue to go on without me there. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, you're living, Um, you're living a different life than they're living too. So it's like two different lives. Completely different lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also didn't expect to fall in love with so many places and so many people. And I didn't expect to be so comfortable everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everywhere we've been, it's felt like home to me. Every single place that we've been, it just felt mm-hmm. like home. So would you say that you're comfortable with change and adapting to new environments? Yes. Okay. Very. Okay. I welcome it. Yeah. Do you think that 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 sort of has to be a part of your personality or makeup before you embark on a journey like this? So I think it's in us to change. We just have to be willing to do it. You know, change is a natural thing. Mm -hmm. Right. We're designed to evolve. That's just the nature of, of humans. Right. We just have to be willing to accept it. Does it have to be in the makeup of a person that goes on a trip like this? I don't think it has to be. Definitely makes it easier. Mm-hmm. But I'd even say for the person that went into this thinking that they couldn't change mm-hmm. and came out finding out that they can yeah. and that it's not scary and that it's not painful and that a lot of times it's for the better, that person more than likely has had an even more meaningful experience Very right? true. because they've learned something amazing about themselves and that being adaptable is probably one of their strengths, the strengths mm-hmm. that they didn't even know they had. 
Yeah. What would you say is a key to embracing change? For me, just having faith that things will work out. Mm. My Mm -hmm. best friend and I had a conversation one day. She's a worrier. She worries about everything. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, Libria, why don't you worry about stuff? And I was like, can you give me any examples in our lifetime? We've been friends since we were five years old. Oh, wow. That's more than 30 years. That's all I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) I said, can you give me an example in our lifetime of anything that has not worked out? And even if it didn't work out the way that we wanted to, mm-hmm. we still were okay. okay. Do you have any examples? Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, there it is. Like, mm-hmm. I, why do I need to worry? Either it will work out or I'll be okay with how it works out. Mm-hmm. Either way, we're good. Mm-hmm. I think that's key to embracing change, just knowing that no matter what, you'll be fine. You'll yeah. be okay. Yeah. I know you're locked in tight and soaking up all this goodness, but hold on for me just one minute or maybe two while we hear from our sponsors. I'm sure it's not hard for you to believe that one in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. About a year ago, I signed up for the Lifetime All Languages Learning Account with Babbel because I'm just that enthusiastic to learn. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed to help you start immersing yourself in a new language ASAP. They also have these cool virtual, very intimate classes that you can drop into and you can interact with other students as well as learn hands-on from a teacher. Babbel's tips and tools are accessible and they are approachable. So if you're really serious about learning that new language, here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Okay, right now you get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash SPQ. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash SPQ spelled B-A-B-B. SPQ. Rules and restrictions may apply. Way back when I was in high school, I took French for three years, but now I know nothing. <laughs> so in January 2023, I decided I really wanted to commit to learning French. I chose Babbel. I knew that Babbel was designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tools for learning a new language are approachable, rooted in real life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. I feel accomplished when I hear that lets me know I got an answer right. So on my most recent trip to France, I actually nervously tried out my Babbel French skills and it was fun. I didn't feel so in the dark. So if you would like to add learning a new language to your new year, new me list, then I've got a treat for you. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners to get you started right now. You can get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash SPQ. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash SPQ spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SPQ. Rules and restrictions may apply. So would you say that you figured out your why in life? 
in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, like so far, you know, because it can it can change, you know, it can change. But so far, do you feel like you figured out your why? Yeah, I, I think it will change. Like I said, I'm open to change. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's, it's just part of life. Mm-hmm. So my why right now, I guess it's a two-parter. It's having the freedom to live the type of life that I, I want to live. I enjoy working. I'm not a person that wants to sit around and not do anything. I loved my job as an IT project manager. I think my biggest issue with my job was I often felt like I was at my desk because someone wanted me to be there. And I was pretending to be busy when I wasn't. (laughs) And so... (laughs) I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. I want to contribute to society. I don't mind working. I don't mind. What I want to do is make that contribution in in a place and in a time that works best for me. Because, you know, we've all got our most productive hours and we all, we all have our most productive environments. A lot of times we work in traditional environments where you're told that you have to be in the office from this time to this time. And it just, it just never made sense to me. That was the only thing that made me so unhappy about working. Mm. It's feeling like I had to be in a certain place for a certain period of time to be mm-hmm. productive. Mm-hmm. And it's just not true. It's just yeah. not true. I found that I was much more productive when I worked from home mm-hmm. than I was when I worked in the office. Even when I started working for myself or started working remotely, I would still take time and like go into an office. Even now, I work in a co-working space. Mm-hmm. So I go into the office every day, mm-hmm. at least for a few hours. But I get to make that decision. My why is that I want to make the decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, that's, that is probably going to sound very familiar for a lot of people because I think that like our parents grew up in a time where they didn't see it possible for them to have a why and for them to make these decisions about where their lives could go or would go in the way that we do it now. We see it with mm-hmm. a lot more of a clear lens and we have more options and things that we see that could be possible. Whereas before it was like, do X, Y, Z and live this life. Okay. Whether you like it or not, just live this life. But now we're in a space where we feel like I can live this life. I can live that life. I can switch back to that life. Mm -hmm. I can hop around because I can do what feels right for me and what makes me happy as long as I can be responsible for myself and provide for myself. I remember thinking one day at the end of my one and only life, what do I want to say happened? Mm. What do I want to say I did? I was having a conversation with one of my old bosses and mm-hmm. we were talking about work-life balance. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Funny <big> enough. <laughs> um, right. We were talking about work-life balance and we were talking about how some people feel like they have to spend so much time at work. And I said, listen, I am very clear about when I'm in the office, you get my time. You you definitely get my time and attention and I'm going to be productive and I'm going to do what I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. But my life is my life and I only get one of them. And when I'm gone, my coworkers ain't coming to my funeral. No, we'll send some flowers in a card. I know you will. My daughter, on the other hand, my friends on the other hand. Yeah. Right? So it's my one and only life and I should live it as I choose, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, with the parameters that I have to provide for myself and I have to be a responsible person, Mm -hmm. but I only get one shot at this. Yep. Only one shot. I deserve to enjoy it. 
So speaking of trying things, what did you do first to start putting things into action behind the idea of my wonder year? After you came up with the idea, what were some of the things that you started doing to like sort of make this a reality? It's funny because I feel like it all happened so fast. I Mm. mentioned it in passing to a coworker almost as a joke. Mm. I almost said jokingly, I should just do this myself. And (laughs) the thought just would not leave me alone. Every morning I was waking up earlier and earlier with, you know, ideas pouring out of me to the point where I just had to start writing things down. But I think some of the key things that I did was committing. I remember I needed to buy a flight to Prague. I was trying to make the decision between Prague and Budapest. Mm -hmm. And a flight deal came up around November to fly from Miami to Prague. Mm -hmm. And I was so nervous about buying a plane ticket. (laughs) It's a plane ticket. But I remember talking to him. Oh, and I hired a business coach. That was one of the big things that I did. I I think that that was pivotal, Mm. investing in myself. One of the things that I am is honest with myself. And Mm -hmm. I historically have not been what I would call a finisher. I start Mm. things, I get excited about it. And then I'm like, eh, that was cool. But this... This, I felt like it had to happen. And in order to do that, I needed someone that would bully me Mm -hmm. (laughs) across the finish line. Mm -hmm. And Deetra Giles of Executive Prep Mm -hmm. was someone that I met early in my career when I first moved to Atlanta. And she and I hadn't spoken really in five or six years, but I remembered what a great motivator she was, how no nonsense she was, and how she kind of reminded me of like my favorite teacher in high school, mm. the one you love to impress, but you're yeah. scared to piss off. I reached out to her and hired her, and she was very, very pivotal in getting me across the finish line. Mm. And I remember calling her about this plane ticket, and I was like, teacher, there's a plane ticket to Prague. And it was like $320 for a plane ticket to Europe. Which I was like, dollars I should mm-hmm. book this ticket. I was like, I need to book this ticket and go look at some apartments and, mm-hmm. you know, start trying to get a feel for the city. I said, but I'm scared to. She was like, why? I said, because mm-hmm. buy the ticket, then I have to do this. She was like, right. no, you don't buy the ticket and get off my phone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if that's all that needs to happen for this to happen, please yeah. buy the ticket. So that was one of the big things, just investing in the dream putting my resources towards making it happen because for everybody, there are things that are, that, you know, if you're going to trade it for something, then the something that you're trading it for has to be, it, it's a commitment. It's, it's mm-hmm. proof of a commitment, mm-hmm. right? And two things for me are money and time. I'm a single mother. So my money is precious to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and time, I work full time. If I'm not working, I'm with my daughter. So any time that I'm taking from that, is going to, it has to go towards something that's going to be meaningful. And so I invested a lot of my time and money up front into mm-hmm. making it happen. Mm-hmm. But the two pivotal things were hiring Deetra as a business coach and purchasing that first flight because that made it so real. What do you feel like you learned about yourself that maybe you didn't know through this experience? I've always thought that I was very, very social people person because I spend so much time with people. I have learned that I definitely need time to have to take time to, to spend on my own. Mm. It's so necessary. So yeah. necessary. I mean, I'm either with the group or I'm with my daughter. I'm mm. always with someone right. for the most part. But the biggest thing that I've learned, you know how we say 
I think I can do anything. I know I can do anything. Yeah. But it's not something we really believe. Before I came on this trip, I didn't really believe that. Mm. And I think most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we don't believe that. But it's something that we believe because we're supposed to, right? Yeah. It's basically yeah. propaganda that's always been given up. You can do anything. Yeah. But I don't think we, we truly do believe that. If we did, all of us would be doing exactly what we want to do with our lives, right? Mm-hmm. And so before we left on this trip, that's what I struggled with. I didn't really believe that. If I'm completely honest, I did not believe that. And it was a constant struggle or it was constant work on a regular basis to remind myself that I actually can leading up to this trip. There were definitely days when I was like, who do you think you are? You can't do this. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's too much. It's too big. It's too overwhelming. You're in over your head. So it was every single day having to step over those thoughts or jump over those thoughts or leap across those thoughts. And from there to where I am now, I actually do believe that. So now, I mean, you, you know, of course, anything, there's a reasonable range, right? I can't mm-hmm. leap over tall buildings in a single bound or anything like that. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, given, given an objective mm-hmm. and motivation, I can get from whatever my point A is to whatever my point B is. I can absolutely mm-hmm. do that. That's why I think it's important to hear people's stories like yours, because there's somebody else out there right now listening to this, thinking their idea is too grand. It's a lot of work. It's intimidating. They might not be able to successfully complete it. But it's like, you know what? Other people have had similar ideas, just as big, just as grand. Absolutely. And here's the thing. Those people felt the same way. Right. They felt the same way. I will tell you. There was not a day where I didn't feel like this is too big. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. But the magic is in owning your thoughts, right? You've got to protect your thoughts. You control your mind. You control what you think about. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I found myself looking at the forest, I say, no, 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 no. Let me work on this tree right here mm-hmm. because this forest is intimidating. But let me work yeah. on this tree. Mm-hmm. And what happened is I, I would tell people that, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to move these pebbles. My job is to move stones every day. Mm. So every day I'm going to move these three stones, be it let me reach out to this vendor in Prague for, you know, tours. Let me reach out to this travel agent about flights. You know, mm-hmm. that I can do. Yeah. I might not think that I can put together a whole year-long trip, but I know I can reach out to somebody about flights. Mm-hmm. And I know I can put together a, a, a communication about a travel itinerary. I know I can do those things. Yeah. And what ends up happening is you do those things every day. You move those stones every day and you step back and you're like, holy shit, I built a mountain. Huh. I just did that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I think what happens is we get so caught up in the end game. There's nothing wrong with looking at the end game. Mm. Right. Because you look at the end game and you think, oh, I have something to aspire to. That's what I'm trying to get to. It also helps you build out your plan. Right. You started the end game, you worked backwards. But don't let that scare you. <laughs> Just look at the steps right in front of you. If you ask anybody that's built a huge empire or a big business or lived a dream, they didn't look up at the end and say, yeah, 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 I can do that easily. Mm-hmm. They looked up at the end and said, wow, that's a lot. Let me focus <laughs> on this right here. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today, for sharing your story and for being absolutely candid with your story. We definitely appreciate you. Thank you for having me. It was really, really good to talk to you.